Welcome to another how-to with Ziad and Mia. If you've been liking the videos that we've been putting out, then make sure you're hitting that subscribe button so that you're always up to date on the new content that we're posting. You should also follow us on our other social media accounts. We have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, anything that you can want. So we've now come out with a dozen episodes of How To with Ziad and Mia. And on today's episode, we are going to be covering renter's insurance. Now, we thought that this would be a good topic because if you're planning to move this year, chances are you already did. And that's because 80% of people move between April and September. So we are here to cover the importance of renter's insurance. And now Zied's going to join me on here and we're going to get through all the most common questions. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, a lot of people have moved recently on, on average. And while some of those people might be owning the properties that they're moving into, a lot of them are renting as well. Another statistic that I really like to use is the fact that over one third of Americans rent their homes rather than owning it. And so even though you don't own the property, um, you're still living in it and you want to cover all your bases. And so we did want to talk about all the details surrounding renters insurance, you know, what is it? What does it cover? Uh, how do you get it? How much does it cost? All that kind of stuff. And so please submit your questions in the comments on this or on any other subjects you want us to hear and we're happy to answer them. Absolutely. This is all for you. We really want to cater all of the information that we're talking about specifically to our audience. Uh, but before we get started, I just want to say that everything that we'll be talking about is really just general information. Don't take it as personal advice. If you have questions about your specific situation, please contact your financial advisor. Yeah, most definitely. And we're here to help with all of these kind of things. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, well, what is renter's insurance? What does it cover? And so, you know, a lot of times if you live in a home and you don't own it, you still are responsible for the risks that come with living in that home. And so that's what a renter's insurance is for. It's helped to cover any kind of personal property that you bring into that home, any kind of liabilities. So say someone gets injured, you know, you have a guest over who uh, breaks their arm, you know, that covers those kind of things, as well as any additional living expenses that come with being unable to live in the place that you're renting. So for example, your home burns down and you have to live in a uh, hotel for a few months, you know, insurance is going to help cover all those kind of things. Um, and so you want to make sure you have that so that you can cover those bases. Uh, it's really important. Yes, absolutely. And I think more people assume that they're covered under their landlord's insurance, but your landlord's insurance does not cover you. Your landlord um, has homeowner's insurance that covers the structural damage to the rental property, but it won't cover any of your belongings. Yeah, exactly. And so you do want to have that rental insurance to make sure that you yourself as a tenant of that home is covered. Um, is it required though? Uh, by law, no, it's not. You don't have to get registered insurance if you don't want to. However, um, it is really relatively cheap and it covers so much that it that you should get it regardless. You know, it is one of those things where you might as well have all your belongings and any other hazards, risks protected. Um, and while it isn't required by law, landlords can legally require you to buy renter's insurance as a part of your lease agreement. So um, if it's not in the lease, you don't have to get it, but you should but also be in the lookout. It can be in your lease and you would have to get it if you want to live in that home um, based on your landlord's requirements. 
Absolutely. And like you mentioned, you know, it really it does not cost that much. But there are some factors to consider when choosing an insurance company that's right for you, because there are so many to choose from. You know, we have Nationwide, Geico, Farmers, um, Liberty Mutual, Allstate, and so many more. So you have to consider, you know, your property type, if you're living in a single family home, apartment, condo. Um, you have to think about your personal property costs. They say the average property cost for somebody in a two bedroom apartment is usually around $30,000. But you can compare what plan would be best for you, what um, company would cover you the best by just going on to NerdWallet has a comparison site or yeah, exactly. And, and in terms of, you know, how much does it actually cost? How much coverage do I really need? It does vary. Like you said, Mia, you know, it depends on how much uh, is your personal property worth? What is the kind of area that you're living in? You know, how at risk are you to certain hazards or um, how much rent are you paying? All those kind of things play a factor, right? So you do have to kind of uh, take a step back and do a bit of an analysis on your personal situation. Also, you know, talk to a property casualty insurer and they can also help determine the best plan that's right for you. But it does vary case by case. On average, uh, a renter's insurance costs about $12 a month and will cover up to about $30,000 worth of damages. Um, that's something that you can expect. But again, it does fluctuate. Yes, definitely. And it's a little hard to, you know, price all of your belongings and figure out how much does everything that I own, how much is it worth? Um, so you're going to want to make a list of your belongings and estimate what they're worth. And it's always helpful to have documentation um, by taking pictures because, you know, if your property gets ruined in a fire, there's no there's no way to really prove like what you had and what you didn't. And there's two main types of um, different ways to pay back insurance uh, with renter's insurance. And there's the replacement cost and the actual cash value that you can get back. So actual cash value is a more affordable way to go and it will replace your possessions based on their depreciated value at the time of the damage or loss. So you bought a desk for $200 last year, you know, it's not really worth $200 anymore. You've been writing on it, you spilled a cup of coffee on it. It's gonna be worth less. So that's the amount that you'll get back. But then there's replacement costs and that does well exactly what it sounds like. It will replace your lost or damaged items um, without taking out the deduction for depreciations. And it will pay for an item like you're buying it brand new. So maybe that same desk is in, in stock, but they have the newer version of it and you're going to get that newer version. Yeah. Um, and, and in terms of what you want or what the insurance will cover and provide, you know, it does depend on the case by case, but good to be aware of the two different ways that you can get paid back. Um, in terms of ha if you have roommates, you know, and um, a lot of questions that are asked is if I have a roommate, does my plan cover my roommate? And the answer is no. Um, you know, when you apply for renter's insurance, you are applying on your own. Your name is, you are the policyholder of the plan. Um, so, they don't automatically cover your roommate. You can add your roommate's name onto your policy, but it isn't really recommended. You know, the only benefits that you get from adding a roommate onto your policy is the fact that it's gonna be a little cheaper, but renter's insurance is so cheap already. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to reduce costs there. You can find other um, better ways to reduce costs elsewhere. And the really downside of this is the fact that 
if you both are covered on the plan, yes, you both are going to get the benefits of filing a claim and receiving benefit of and receiving compensation in case something does happen. But you, as the policy owner, is the one that's going to have that claim on your on your insurance history, and so that can adversely affect you in the future. Can negatively affect. Um, you down the line when you're applying for other types of insurance because they're going to go back and look, look into your history, see you know what are the how risky you are as a person or how much risk they are taking on as an insurance company, and they see that claim and that's going to affect your your next policy negatively. You're going to have to probably pay more for the same amount of coverage, and so it makes a lot more sense for you as roommates to just get separate policies of your own, so you're not liable for say your roommate's mistake. Right. Um, and it is so cheap that it shouldn't really affect you either. So, yeah. absolutely. And I'm speaking of roommates. My roommate actually just got a cat. It's a kitten. It's yeah. Right now. Super cute. Um, and the cat's name is Salem. <laughs> but, anyways, my roommate got a cat. And it's good to know that most renters' insurance will cover pet damages under um, the personal liability section. So, this would be used if your cat scratched someone and they were bleeding or your dog bit someone, um, you would be covered for the medical expenses of the person who is injured. So while landlords do not always require renter's insurance, they usually definitely will if you have a pet. And owning you know, certain dog breeds even can make your premiums higher. So it's just more factors that can go into pricing and comparing insurance um renters insurance can also offer pet damage rider so if your cat rips up the curtains in your apartment or your dog tears up the carpeting pet damage rider then covers what your security deposit does in so that's a little more structural of damage in the apartment or yeah. whatever you're that's really good to know though. You know, I know a lot of friends of mine also own pets in their apartments and um, good to know that they can get covered there through renter's insurance. So it seems like renter's insurance covers a lot of things, right? So what does it not cover? Uh, well, there's a few things. First and foremost, renter's insurance does not cover natural disasters. So things such as floods, earthquakes, sinkholes, things along the lines of that aren't typically covered through renter's insurance. Uh, you think about property damage coming from pests. So if you have termites, bugs, rats, those kind of things uh, in your apartment that are damaging the property, that also is not going to be covered by renter's insurance. Um, and then high value items that you own and keep in your apartment is another thing to account for. So renter's insurance can cover a portion of those, but generally there is a, a cap on those kind of uh, on that on that kind of property, you think about jewelry, antiques, paintings, those kind of things. They'll usually cap it at a few thousand dollars. So if you have a really expensive painting, you might want to get a separate insurance policy on that um, as well. Or the same goes with your jewelry and other high value items. Um, another one is acts of terrorism. So if there is an act of terrorism that happens and your home is affected, it is not covered. Um, used to be uh, back before 9/11, it used to be that those kind of things were covered through rental insurance, but since it is an extra policy that you would have to get on the home. Um, and then me, I think you're gonna dive into this a little bit more as well, but while renters insurance does cover a lot of items that you own, including if item, those items get stolen from your car, um, does not cover your car as well. That is a separate insurance policy that you would need. Right, Mia? Yes, exactly that. Renters insurance, 
can cover items that are stolen from your vehicle. So that's because renter's insurance is covering your personal property. So your personal property, um, it doesn't, it's not just your home, you know, it'll cover your home when you're gone on vacation. It's your property, your personal property, wherever you are. So that's kind of the whole theory behind why they cover personal property stolen from your car. Um, it won't cover any physical damage that happens to your car. You know, if your window is smashed or your car is keyed for some reason, that will not be covered. Those damages, like you said, would be under comprehensive coverage from your car insurance, not under your renter's insurance. Yeah, exactly. And so um, that kind of covers all the topics around renter's insurance. If you do have questions, please submit them in the comments. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Zieta Jazi, uh, Zieta at GerberKawasaki.com and via LinkedIn. Um, you know, this is just one of the many things that we as advisors help cover. You know, when we think about building a plan, it's about the big picture. And so we want to make sure that all these different pieces in your financial life are working together. And a big portion of that plan is making sure those assets are protected as well. And that's where insurance comes into play. And so please, if you do have questions or are looking for help, reach out to us and we are happy to assist. Absolutely. And thank you so much for doing this again, Ziad. And yeah. for those of you, like I said at the beginning, please, you know, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Stay updated with our content. Follow us on our other social medias and happy to stay in touch and answer all the questions that you have. Yeah. See you all next week. Awesome. See you next week.